This month's Where Did the Road Go is brought to you by eight amazing people. Greg Ross, Illuminati, Allison Cook, Super Inframan, 36 Dingo, Michael Fritschke, Yvonne Williams, and Doug Malam. Thank you all so very much for helping make this show possible. Transmission start. Welcome to Where Did the Road Go? Join us as we wander off the path and explore lost history, consciousness, the paranormal, unexplained mysteries, alternative thought, and much more. We are present on the web at wheredidtheroadgo.com. Now here is your host, Soraya. Welcome to this edition of Where Did the Road Go? And tonight I am joined by Charlie. Hi, Charlie. <laughs> Hello there. And uh, we've been talking on Instagram for a little bit, and uh, you you have a uh, – l- let's start by, by promoting this. You have a Facebook page. You want to tell people what this is about? I do, yeah. So uh, the Facebook page is, is Georgian Triangle Paranormal Society. Um, and it's uh, – I started it actually during during COVID um just as uh you know something to keep busy and uh you know uh keep keep entertained but um basically it's it's uh it specifically started up for folks within the area that I reside to share their own personal experiences um mm-hmm. so I do I do live in Ontario Canada um Georgian Bay area hence hence the name there so um yeah I just I figured it it seemed like a unique area there must be be other stories out there other than my own um and it 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 took off pretty quickly i think i'm over three thousand followers now oh that's cool yeah yeah um so yeah there's a, a lot of people have have shared their stories from from this area um you know there's a lot of ufo sightings uh, you know lights in the sky um a lot of stories of of folks living in places where they were experiencing paranormal activity um, I've had quite a few, um, I don't know if I'll call them Bigfoot, but tall creatures in the woods or off the side of the road or walking across the road. I've had quite a few stories of that in a specific area too, which I find interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what so kind of I, area is it? Uh, so yeah, so it's, it's Georgian Bay. Um, it's a big bay off of Lake Hur- uh, Lake Huron. Um, there's escarpment, uh, there's a lot of caves in the area, a lot of forest trails. Um, there's, uh, some quarries and stuff like that. I also, um, I'm a bit of a map nerd and I looked up on the, the USGS, the geomagnetic anomaly map. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is it is an area of of you know kind of high geomagnetic anomaly fields and and uh, so you know a lot of rivers and stuff like that so um, you know just kind of noticed it, it you know when you hear of 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 areas that experience kind of higher paranormal activity I thought it had quite a few. Um, indications that 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 oh you know perhaps there could be a lot going on 
here. And, um, you know, the Facebook page is kind of just proven, you know, there, yeah, there a lot of people are experiencing <laughs> stuff in this area. And I don't know if that's just true anywhere. Um, but yeah, it's kind of cool to see. I, I think it's true everywhere to an extent, but there are certain areas that definitely have a lot more, uh, activity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean like everywhere has some activity, I think, because this stuff exists everywhere, but yeah, there are certain areas that are, are more, uh, have a higher potential and yeah, it's the, it tends to follow those magnetic anomalies. Yeah, yeah. So which? So, uh, so where is Georgian it's, Bay? Georgian Bay. It's uh, it's uh, Ontario. It's about two hours north of Toronto, okay. roughly. Okay. Yeah. I was just yeah. trying to look it up on a map, and I was having trouble finding the actual city. Yeah. So Georgian Bay is actually the the body of water there. Yeah, that's um, what it took me to. So, Owen Sound, Collingwood. Um, that that kind of area. Okay. No right. Sound has Owen Sound itself has some pretty interesting uh, history. Um, it was the uh, the northernmost terminus of the Underground Railroad. Oh. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's a port city. So, and it, it, I guess it was the um, I was reading for sixty six years it had more bootleggers per capita than like any other town in Canada. So. It's it's definitely got some interesting history. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're, so you're not oh. that far away from me. No, not really, I guess, eh? Because you're kind of northern. So, cent- central New York, but I'm about three hours okay. from Toronto. Okay, okay. So you're you're you said about two hours north? Yeah, about two hours from so, Toronto. So you're you're about as far away from me as I am from Tim Renner. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we should meet at your place then. There you go. <laughs> Uh, um so uh that that's where this has led you but you've had a lifetime of experiences right i did yeah um and 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 definitely a bigger more impactful one when i moved here that that really prompted this but um you know for for the sake of you know i i think we can go in um, chronological Chronological, yeah yeah, of, of how it all all came about but um yeah i mean my experiences started probably when i was around like six or seven as far as i remember anyways i don't, I don't really remember anything before that age right um, yeah um now my my mom too had experiences as, as experiences as a child into adulthood um herself so um i kind of grew up with the paranormal like being a normal thing she would talk about the stuff that happened to her um but the first thing the first thing i do remember um is probably one of the weirder ones it was uh i was having this this bunny creature visit me um at night so you know my mom thought i was having some night terrors that sort of thing she'd come in i'd be hysterical um I said it was like this big white bunny with like overly large teeth. Um, it would it, it it was it was pretty frequent, like you know, a couple times a week, that sort of thing. Um, she, the weird thing was, she said she'd come in to try to console me, and while she was consoling me, I'd be awake and still pointing to the bottom of the bed and and insisting like it was there, but she wasn't seeing it. Hmm. Uh, so like I know I I don't I don't fully remember this. I I kind of do, but um you know that the fact that I was insisting it was still there while I was awake was was interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, so. it's it's kind of the the like you know Mike Clellan talking about someone seeing a giant owl. Yeah, it's it's like well bunnies aren't that unusual, but they are if they're giant and in your bedroom. <laughs> 
just hanging out at the bottom of my bed. <laughs> yeah, especially when it's repeated like that. I mean, that reminds me of Jeff Ritzman's experiences where he would, I forget what it would start with, like a, a, a glowing square or something, if I remember right, that he would see. And it would be fairly regular that he'd have this experience. What a weird random thing, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Like a bunny. And, and that's just like, was it actually a bunny or was it just like, that's the only thing my brain could comprehend it as, right? Yeah, like, exactly. My little six or seven year old brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, even um, your adult brain might see a bunny at this point. You'd have no idea. True. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently it lasted, it lasted about a month and then kind of just stopped. I think my mom kind of, she said the, the last time it happened, she came in my room and, and we, we told it, it couldn't be there. Like we, you know, kind of banished it. Um, mm. And I guess for whatever reason that worked. Um, ah. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. That was, that was a weird one. Um, but yeah. And then I guess it would have been the next thing I had that happened. I was probably about nine or 10, I want to say. Um, and this one's interesting too, because, um, my sister was there with me when it happened. So my sister and I would have like sleepovers on weekends and stuff, um, watch, you know, like a movie in my room and then, and then crash out there. And this one night she woke me up, shook me awake and she's sleeping on the side of the bed that's up against the wall. And then I'm on, on, on the side that's open to the rest of the room. Um, so she's shaking me awake and she's pointing over beside me beside the bed and I you know, rolled over and looked and there was this like orange glowing girl um looked kind of like a young girl with black hair but she had like all black eyes um mm. and they were kind of like more round and a little larger than they should be um and I just I remember her glowing orange and uh you know I kind of I remembered my mom telling me you know if if you see a ghost or if you see something there it's freaking you out you know close your eyes and wish it away and so I, I told my sister that you know it's you know just close your eyes it'll go away um so my sister did that and she she fell back asleep um, and I, I kind of just laid there and I remember I kept looking over thinking, okay, it's going to be gone. And she would still be sitting there, just sitting beside the bed, just hanging out. Um, I guess I, I, eventually I did fall back to sleep. Um, but I would like, I remember like it stuck with me, that image for a while. It really freaked me out. Um, me and my sister never actually spoke about it the next day. So I, I kind of just thought, okay, well I had a pretty freaky, realistic dream, um, and then when I started that Facebook group and I was kind of going back through all this stuff again, I reached out to my sister and I, I asked her, I was like, do you, do you remember this as kids? And she like lost it. She was like, what, I, I thought that was a dream. Like, so this, this whole time, like, you know, probably like 20 years we're hanging on to this thing thinking like we had this weird dream. Right. Wow. <laughs> um, and I described it to her. She saw the exact same thing. Um, so yeah, it was, it huh. was kind of uh, interesting. Yeah. So, so sort of a pseudo black eyed kid sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, Except exactly. It was, yeah. It wasn't asking to be let in cause it was already inside. <laughs> it was already, it was already there. And I didn't like, I mean, other than the fact that I was freaked out because it was something in my room glowing and you know, it shouldn't have been there, but it didn't like, it didn't do anything threatening. Like I didn't feel like looking back on it now, I don't think it was anything threatening. 
mm-hmm. or or anything that meant any ill will where you know those those black eyed kids that 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 sounds pretty freaky all of that yeah yeah <laughs> like they're up to something um but uh yeah so i i found that interesting i you know that, that we saw the exact same thing yeah uh and remembered yeah. it all this time too is interesting like it's yeah, not something it, that just faded away for her yeah yeah until i guess i brought it back up and she was like oh well yeah i guess that did happen and she had had in that same house um that we're living she had had a a situation where she heard someone in our house scream from the basement um when no one else was home but other than that like i don't know if it was like the house was haunted or anything like that um so the bunny the bunny thing in the glowing orange girl happened in the same in the same place yeah yeah the scream for if if i heard a scream from my basement i'd be hoping it was paranormal (laughs) true (laughs) huh i'm alone someone screamed in my basement i really hope it's just you know some kind of paranormal manifestation and not a person who either broke into my house or is now injured in my basement yeah Yeah, that's that's why I find horror movies around things that could really happen, like <laughs> real human stuff. That's much scarier. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. in real life. Like if you realize you're dealing with a spirit, what's well, probably not going to hurt you. I mean, there's no guarantees, but you know, if someone yeah. breaks into your house, there's a much higher chance they're they're actually going to hurt you if they encounter you. Yes, yeah, or try to. Yeah. So, did anything happen around those experiences? Were they at any particular time in your life? Do you remember, like, or is it just another day? Um, the bunny thing would have been just after we moved, okay, uh, into this place. So, Who other that? than that, like, well, I don't really. That's a big one, though. I mean, that's liminality. You've just changed your living situation, exactly. And I, I had to change schools as well at the same time. So. You know, it's a big, a big adjustment, I guess, for a you know a six year old. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the next thing is nine or ten. The orange. I'm trying to think. I don't. I don't recall anything okay. major happening around that time. That might have been actually when. So it's a weird thing when we moved. We didn't move very far. Um, but I had to switch schools and then the school I ended up switching to only went to grade five. So that kind of makes sense. And then I had to go back to the same school they made me switch out of for six, seven, eight. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Right. Uh, (laughs) What a setup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. But yeah, so the, the, the orange glowing girl thing might've happened around the same time that I then had to switch back to that school. Okay. Interesting. What's what's the next thing you remember? These are both, those are both pre-puberty. Pre-puberty. Yeah. Um, And you know what? uh, I don't think much happened around that puberty time where normally that kicks stuff up, right? Um, Not uncommon at all. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was kind of the opposite. There's a bit of a gap before I had, I had more experiences probably, the next one I would have had would have been, I guess, early 20s. Okay. Yeah. At least to my knowledge. Right. I mean, my teenage years were kind of, you know, there was a lot of partying and, <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> yes. Yes. Totally understand that. So my focus was elsewhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, 
the next couple things that happened would have been after I met my now wife. Mm. Um, and she had she had experiences growing up. She's definitely, you know, very much an empath, very sensitive to these sorts of things. So, um, yeah, it was prob- probably not until I met her that that more stuff started happening. Um, I ended up spending a lot of time at her place um, and she was she was living at home at the time at, at, at her mom's place. And her basement had some weird stuff going on. Like we'd be laying there at night and we'd hear shuffling, you know, like somebody shuffling their feet along the carpet. Mm. There was a lot of that. Um, she had this this bathroom. Every time you had a shower in there, there was that overwhelming feeling of someone staring at you. Oh, that's um, comforting. Right? <laughs> not not fun. We bo- And we both experienced that. And then there was a time where we heard someone say something to us and we weren't sure quite what it said she heard her name i heard either like help me or mommy like there was the e sound at the end Mm. um so yeah that that happened and then we ended up she ended up we ended up getting a place together an apartment so that kind of cut that off and then we had an interesting um experience together hiking in algonquin park Okay. Um, which is a huge, huge park here in Ontario. There's, I don't even know how many acres th- yeah. that park is, but I've heard. Um, of yeah, yeah. It's um, and the Algonquin. They have the whole, um, and and this is kind of what I chalked this experience up to the whole Wendigo um, thing. So, it, it, Bigfoot and Wendigo uh, seem to have a lot of commonalities. I've 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 found, but anyways, we're we're in Algonquin. We were we were out on this hike. Um, and as we're hiking, we heard this like terrible scream. Like it sounded like a woman being like attacked by a bear or murdered or something. It was, it was terrible. Um, obviously freaked us out. Um, we were, you know, wondering like, which should we check around and see if someone's okay? It kind of sounded like it came from far off and it sounded like it came from the trail, like a, like ahead of us. Um, so we stopped and had lunch, um, boardwalk area. We're like, well, we're just, this seems like a good place to maybe just stop. Let's not go ahead just now, um, where the sound seemed to come from. Um, (laughs) uh, yeah. So we were kind of just too nervous to go anywhere. So we just, we just stopped. And then, um, I remember getting back and we, we kind of for the next few weeks, I know I did, I was checking the news thinking like someone got attacked by a bear or, you know, something happened, someone fell off a cliff or, um, but anyways, yeah. And then it wasn't until we were watching, I wasn't, I wasn't a huge Bigfoot Sasquatch person back then. It was more, I was, you know, very into the ghost thing, the UFO thing. And we were watching a a show on, on Bigfoot and they were talking about, you know, like how, like that, that odd silence that kind of happens with a lot of Bigfoot experiences yeah, uh, and then the, the, the mimicking, effect. the mimicking of like a woman screaming or a baby crying. And, yep. you know, we're thinking back, like, you know, the, the forest definitely like it did get really silent and like, we didn't really think of it then. It was only, you know, looking back, it was like, okay, that, that kind of happened. And then, um, yeah, I don't know, could have just been somebody messing around and screaming. I have no idea, but it just, it was a weird, weird thing that happened and it stuck with us. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, of course you're also describing poltergeist activity. That too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, that's hard to define with just the scream, like, 
what what caused it. Because there are certain animals that can sound like that too. Yeah, and I remember I remember doing that. I went. I was like, okay, what is a fox? Because foxes can sound like yep. uh, people screaming. I remember going back and listening to those sounds to see if it was it. But it did. It did sound very much like a woman screaming. Mm. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Who knows, right? Um, we didn't see anything, so there's there's you know. And you understandably didn't go further. Well, eventually we did have to go that way. Oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> we had to finish the trail, but yeah, <laughs> we did go that way. We didn't see anything. Um, we didn't hear anything else. How, how long did the, the Oz effect last? <sighs> trying to think. My memory is not yeah, amazing. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, it was, it was what, 2014 maybe yeah. that was. Um, I mean, but do you think, did it last through the entire time you were eating or did it just kind of like all of a sudden you realized yeah. you, there wasn't uh, a Nas effect anymore in, in effect? In effect? No, it was the whole time. It was okay. the whole time we were eating, um, even well into the trail. Like we were pretty creeped out for a while <laughs> and that, that silent kind of that. Yeah. That, that was the whole time we were sitting there. It was like kind of a weird area too. It was marshy. And, um, did, did it was it, kind of, oh, probably not the smartest place to stop. <laughs> Yeah, we sat on the boardwalk in the middle of the marsh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I took a there's a, a bird sanctuary here, but it mostly oh. goes through a marsh area. And uh, I decided to take a walk and take pictures in the middle of the summer when it was hot and humid. And I had I don't know I had injured my leg in some way, so I kept having to stop. Every time I stopped, I was just swarmed with mosquitoes, and I'm like, holy crap! I can't stop. If I stop moving, I'm I'm mosquito food. <laughs> yeah. yeah we've had a couple of hikes like that we actually had to run one one time we went we went back to we went back to algonquin quite often and we stayed in the northern part and we had an experience like that we we literally just ran the whole trail it was, <laughs> it was not fun <laughs> yeah I, I i had been there before when it was hot and humid and it wasn't that bad so it just never even occurred to me to bring like any, any kind of bug spray or anything else and and here i am not able to run because i had injured my <laughs> leg and i'm just going oh yeah great uh-huh <laughs> you're just a walking meal yeah i'm, I'm yeah. kind of limping really fast <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah but, this depends on the, the time of year or or the year itself right the season yeah yeah um, so nothing else at, 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 I can't say the name of the place. Algonquin. There we go. Yeah. Um, nothing else yeah. happened there. Nothing else there. Um, we did. So around the same time we were joining this, there was this team, uh, that led investigations of some of the historic buildings around the area we were living at the time. Um, and, um, so we did a couple of those and we had, um, if anything, the, the one time we just had some terrible nightmares after the investigation. Oh. Um, yeah, I have these weird night terrors of, of, of being possessed and my wife has to wake me up because I'm making just terrifying sounds in my sleep. And that was the first, the first time I had that night terror was after one of these investigations we did. Um, she had a nightmare and then I had a nightmare that same night that she had to wake me up from. And then I've had it. I've had it. I've had it a couple times since then. Um, but that was that was the first time I had it. You, do you um, think it was directly connected to that place? I I attribute it to that just because that's when I, I hadn't had it. Yeah, I hadn't had it before, and it was literally that night that we like after the investigation. I had that, and then she had that nightmare. So, and then yeah, we did a couple other investigations. Um, 
trying to think anything came of those. And nothing happened in the in the one that caused the nightmares, right? Customers. Um, I don't think anything happened there. There was another one that we did, yeah, where my wife got poked like, oh. in the chest. Yeah, like just a thump right to the, like somebody took two fingers and just went, like poked her right in the chest. Wow. Um, yeah, that's something, think, that's something you notice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she she kind of has more happen than than me, actually. Um, but uh, yeah, so that I'm just trying to think where from that we had we had a, a UFO sighting lights in the sky. I don't know what to call it anymore. Yeah. Um, we had we had a couple UFO sightings, um, one in that same area. We were living doing those investigations another time. Prior to that, and then my wife had a UFO sighting in the area we are now. We kind of live in a valley, and it was she was driving um, my son to daycare, and she saw it was daytime too when that happened. So it wasn't a light; it was just something flying around in the sky. <clears throat> but um, so, what 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 did she see? Um, I, I you know what I can't I can't recall. Okay, all right. So when you saw the yeah. lights, what, 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 how did that go? It was a clear object. She's sitting beside me, but she doesn't want to be on the. <laughs> <laughs> She's just in the background telling me. Um, yeah, it was okay. a clear object, the one that she saw. Oh. Uh, the lights, the lights in the sky that we saw together were just moving erratically, like just kind of shooting around, um, like not, not like normal aircraft. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so that brings us, I guess, up until like we moved here where we are now. And then I would say that's, um, that was probably our biggest shared experience. So we moved into, we moved up here in 2017. Um, we moved into this house. It was a duplex. We were renting the main level. Um, and like just right, right from day one, she went ahead of me. She had, uh, she, she got there. I was, kind of just behind the movers and stuff. And she went up to kind of clean before they got there. And like right from when she went in there, she had like, you know, the that sense of being watched again, um, a shadow figure she was seeing right away. We had, so there was this one area from the kitchen where you looked into the living room and there was kind of a cutout. Um, mm. And and she would kind of see almost like a, a small, I guess it would be what, like four feet high almost like a, like a attributed to like a kid or something running across that opening. You just kind of see like the top of it, just go shooting across that opening. Um, so, and then from there we both, so we both started having nightmares in that house. Um, my wife's were of being in the crawl space area. Um, and there was like this sense that there was something there, like buried beneath, you know, it's, it was like dirt floor. So buried beneath, like there were like piles of dirt and stuff yeah. right under where the bedroom was and, and something would be chasing her through there. Um, and then she was dreaming, she was having dreams of a specific woman. Um, and I was having these night terrors as well. And eventually we, we shared it with each other you know, and having these really weird nightmares and I started describing this person that I kept. My dream was always just this person, this woman, and it would zoom it. It was almost like zooming in on her face and she'd be sitting there like on this couch and she'd have her arm around like two men. And she had like this air of power and like this jet black hair and this like she would turn her face into like almost like the Joker grin. Mm. 
Um, and so I'm describing this to my wife and she was dreaming of the exact same woman. She's like, oh, no. like we're both freaking out. Like, no, <laughs> it's the same person. Um, so, so yeah, we had that going on shadow figures. Um, we'd be sitting in the living room and the bedroom was off or the bathroom was off to the left hand side. And my, my, my wife would always see like this woman figure in that doorway uh, mm. One night she had fallen asleep on the couch and she actually had it kind of like rush at her, like charge her. Um, and I guess it kind of just went away as soon as she fully like came to, right? Like, you weren't asleep. Oh, okay. I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> she was awake. It rushed her. I was asleep. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, wow. and there were so many things that happened there. It like it, it was, it was, it was such a like negative kind of like, like, intimidating energy in that house um it we both kind of both our moods started to be affected we you know were quick to anger and stuff and neither one of us are really you know usually quick to anger we have kids so maybe now we are um <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a different thing entirely yeah they stress you out in different ways um yeah so and then uh there was another night we were both again sitting in the living room watching tv and my cat kind of perked up and uh like he was looking at something behind us and then ran off to the back bedroom where where we slept so it's like, what what is he what is going on like we had mice and stuff get in there so i thought okay maybe he's seen a mouse so i followed him around the corner to our bedroom and he was sitting in the threshold there with his fur all poofed up and i look in the bedroom and there is the shape of a person laying underneath the bed covers oh um, yeah so yeah ooh, exactly i got super creeped out ran to the living room and i told my wife i was like there's something or there's someone in her bed um so we both go back and check and it's like the covers are flat again um huh. yeah <laughs> so that was super weird. The fact that my cat saw it too was just yeah. was, was odd. Again, um, better than an actual person being hiding in your bed. Yes, again, thankfully, <laughs> not a real person. <laughs> um, would have been weirder. Um, yeah, uh, I'm just trying to look over my notes here and see. Yeah. There's so much, okay. so much of it, ha so much happened there. Um, there was another night, um, I'm laying in bed, uh, my wife was already asleep and I hear something whispering beside me. Oh yeah. And I can only describe it as I'm laying there and it felt like something was attempting to like, like, like control, like take control of my body. Like it was, it was a weird, like something got on me and wanted to like take control of my body somehow. Um, so I freaked out and left the room, um, just went into the living room. I left my wife in there with it, whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it wants me. Um, I had I had weird, and this hasn't happened since then, I had all these false awakenings when we were living there. Oh. Like I'd, I'd get up, brush my teeth, do the mundane, yeah. you know, work thing, and then I'd actually wake up. Yeah, doesn't that suck? <laughs> it does. And that, yeah, that happened a lot there and I've never really had it. So there was a lot of like weird dream stuff. Um, 
Did you ever talk to like anyone else who lived in the area? See if anything weird happened there, if anything weird was going on with them? Yeah. Yeah. So um, first of all, no one really, except for the person that's living there now, has lasted long living there. There's it, There's been a lot of people moving in and out. Hmm. Um, so yeah. So we found out um, a couple of things. Someone had actually passed on the front lawn um, oh. of, a, of a drug overdose. Um, yeah. And that was probably, I don't know, within 10 or 15 years years of us living there i would say um and then the people that lived there just before us it was a a mother and son um and it didn't happen there but the son did take his own life um while he was living there and that was actually his bedroom that we were staying in Mm. again it didn't it didn't happen on the property um but there was you know that that did happen um and then and then we found out actually through the like the landlord told us um that there were rumors around town that it was actually a brothel originally. So the house mm. itself actually used to be attached to the one next to it. Um, and then a, a, when a family was living there and they took off, they took the one section of the house, turned it and moved it. And then the daughter and her husband moved there. Um, but before that, in like the late 1800s, it was rumored to be a brothel. Um, so I actually I did some digging through like the the town, you know, archives and stuff. And there's actually I found a map that showed right on that corner. It was a hotel. Um, okay. So brothel you had the there was a railroad too that came through there before so if you're talking liminality and stuff like that you've got it's a railroad town um there's a river flowing right by it too um Hmm. but uh yeah so interesting interesting history um and and i wonder if the negativity is from the area and it draws negative things to it like the suicide the drug overdose or if those things yeah. enhance the negativity of it. Yeah, I wonder the same because we were we were definitely not our best selves when we were we were living there. We were, you know, having, you know, the the anger stuff and definitely some mood mood things. Like you felt it. It was heavy. Yeah. Um, yeah, even I had a buddy, uh, stay over one time and he was, uh, sleeping, he was just taking a nap in the front bedroom and he had, he woke up to something kind of growling at him. Hmm. Um, and then even after we moved out of there, uh, we moved, we didn't last long. It was, it, we stayed a year and then <laughs> we have to get out of here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not a good spot. Um, so after we moved out, I FaceTimed my sister and I'm talking to her and my niece popped on the call and she was asking um, where the lady went. And I thought she was talking about my wife and I was like, oh, she's here. And she's like, no, no. And she started describing this woman that, you know, me and my wife had been dreaming about. Oh, wow. So and she she had stayed with us maybe once or twice when we were living there, at least once. Um, so I guess maybe she saw something while, while she was there. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Maybe, maybe when she was awake too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Being a kid, she might've been more open to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Thankfully, thankfully we didn't have our kids at that house. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. That's, you know, I was going to ask you too on the Eloquent Park one. Uh, did you have a feeling like, did it feel like someone was watching you when, when you had that silence going on? It just felt, yeah, like very unsettling. Um, like just like, yeah, like being watched um, or, or just, just like there was like that feeling of like imminent danger, you know, like yeah, that, yeah. that flight or fight response. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. Yeah. 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 Definitely had that feeling. Um, and I've, I've experienced that again in the woods. Um, I had it happen with my son actually. 
um, not in Algonquin. It was here. Um, and I've, I've actually hiked this trail many times since and never had it happen again. Um, but it was a similar thing. Him and I were hiking. Um, we got to, it was a, it was a really windy day. I remember that we got to a certain spot where he asked me to pick him up and he's normally like on the trail. He goes like, I have to chase him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I, I picked him up and he like clung on really tightly. Um, and when he did that, I had that dread feeling that, that, I don't know, feeling of being watched or the, just that, that random fear kind of creep up on you. Like something doesn't want you there. Yeah. Yeah. Or something was nearby that just like was, was getting that response from us. Um, and so I, I remember I asked him like, are you scared? And he held on tighter and he said, yes. And I asked him what he was afraid of. And he kept pointing into the, like the woods off to the side and saying, it's dark, it's dark. And it was dark. And at that time he didn't really have a concept or fear of the dark. Like he slept without a nightlight. So it wasn't really normal for him to be afraid of it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of when I noticed that Oz effect, the lack of sound. And I knew it was a windy day and I was like, just oddly silent. Um, so I was like, okay, well, we're going to take this next trail that kind of cuts through. It's a shortcut. Let's get out of here. Um, we went down there and then he started asking me where the monster went and like pointing into the forest saying monster, monster, where'd the monster go? And then he was pointing, like he saw something he was trying to point out to me and I didn't see anything. And he kind of just like, like, okay. And then he said, bye monster and kept going. (laughs) Uh, so, you know, we drove home and then when we got home, my wife asked, you know, we were asking him like, what did he look, what did it look like? And he just kept saying that it was green. Um, I don't, it, he was what, two and a half when that happened. So, um, you know, his, his vocabulary wasn't huge. Yeah. All, all we could get out of him was that it was green. Whatever he saw was green. <laughs> um, Interesting. I mean, he's obviously yeah. that too. He's going to be more open to that stuff because he hasn't learned to filter it all out yet. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I just assume too, with, you know, my wife being kind of more open and, and a bit of an empath, it could be like a, almost like a genetic thing. Right. I yes. don't know if that is but I, th- yeah. I think he's definitely aware of, of things. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's told me, uh, actually just recently, he said he saw something flying outside his window. Hmm. Um, he didn't seem too freaked out by it. I asked him if it was a bat. He said, no, he said it was a, a, like a, just a light flying outside of his window. I'm like, okay. Huh. <laughs> just as long as it's outside, buddy, that's, <laughs> let's keep it outside. <laughs> um, so, so, so let me ask you this. You seem to have a lot of like possession type of dreams and stuff like that. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Um, I, 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 don't, I mean, on a, on a subconscious thing, is it is is it a feeling of, you know, over the past few years with, you know, pandemic and stuff like a lack, lack of control? I don't know. But it even happened before then. I don't know what the possession thing is. If that's just like a fear of mine, um, like losing control, I have no idea. But I do. The past few times I've had that possession night terror, it always takes place in the same place. It's the basement of a house. I've never been in, to my knowledge, yet or before. Maybe I have. I don't know. But it's always in this same basement where it's like when I'm in the dream and I get to the basement, I'm like, oh, no, it's this basement. Like (laughs) It'll start off like innocently like, oh, maybe we're house hunting or we go visit a friend. And then I walk down into the basement and I'm like, no, oh, 
Like it's going to happen. Um, I, and like, I can, I can picture the basement in my mind. Um, it, and it's, it's, yeah, it's always there. I don't know. I've never seen it in real life to my knowledge. Oh, you should probably, and keep, I hope you that. should probably keep it that way. Yeah, I was going to say, I hope to never. Yeah. <laughs> if I see that basement in real life, I'm out so quick. <laughs> now, now when you say it's like possession, like, do you feel like you don't have control over your own body? Yeah. I don't have control of my own body of my own body. And it's, um, like I get like really animalistic and like, you know, crawling around on the ground, mm. making guttural sounds. And like, it's, it's, it's forcing me to do like, like bad things, like to inflict harm on others. Um, so oh. it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. Like, it's like, I have to try to control, like, it'll, it'll like, it's, it's forcing me to go after like the people I love in my life. And it's like, I'm trying to like fight with this thing to not. Right. Um, and this all started after that one investigation. Yeah, it did. What, it what, did. I've did, had night terrors like that's uh, like off and on, but specifically that. Um, was there anything after, in particular that happened to that location? Not to you guys, not to you when you were there, but like uh, that, that made it, you know, like why were you investigating that spot? Was there something about it that people saw or encountered there? It was a known haunted place. So um, this was when I was living in Hamilton, Ontario. Okay. Um, and it's, there's a lot of old historic buildings buildings and there's a lot of um just like well-known haunted places so this this team um I think they were called Haunted Hamilton. They organized investigations for like the public to come and attend um, okay. of, of like well-known. So the place we were at, it was just a well-known haunted spot. Um, there'd been a lot of activity there through the years. So, you know, you've got a place that's already got activity and then you're just bringing people through it, you know, potentially mm -hmm. stirring up more stuff. <laughs> I'm I'm just wondering if there's any, anything that could have connected to the activity other people experienced there to what you were experiencing after the fact, I guess. Yeah. You know what? I've not actually gone back and it was it was so long ago, it was probably twenty fourteen. No, it was twenty fifteen maybe. Um I should I should go back and look into the history of that place a little bit more. I don't know that I ever I ever did. Maybe you picked up, uh, I mean, either something that, that has decided to mess with you or just picked up information about something, you know, like some event there that is giving you these night terrors. Yeah. Um, and you, because you're not consciously aware of it, you occasionally still have these night terrors because, you know, your conscious mind hasn't figured out what it's all about yet. Could be. Yeah. What I should do is is get somebody to send me pictures of that basement. Yeah. <laughs> <Of> that basement. <laughs> yeah. Don't go there yourself. No, 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 definitely not. Hamilton yeah. is Hamilton halfway between Buffalo and Toronto. It's uh, Hamilton's. Um, it's no. Well, no. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be. It okay. would be. Because I think I've driven through Hamilton going to Toronto. And, yes, uh, you would. All I remember is a skyline full of chimneys and and stuff spouting fire. Yes, that's Hamilton. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was it's, both. Uh, it was both nicknamed cool. the Steel Town. It's what? It's nicknamed the Steel Town for all okay. the uh, yeah the factories and stuff there. But, it, it's yeah. one of those things that's like kind of cool, post-apocalyptic, also disturbingly, <laughs> you know, yeah, factory laden. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> place yeah okay yeah I'm, I'm not surprised there's haunted places there yeah yeah it's uh i mean it's it, it's got its unique history as well um i think is there's like 
shipyards and stuff there way back when too so you'd have that like the place we were actually living in at the time had like the the, our railing going up the stairs was like an old ship's railing and stuff it was pretty pretty cool yeah I'm trying to think, was it after that investigation? We had that whistling thing, too, in the house. Was it that investigation? I don't remember. Yeah. We also, like, we did an investigation in, like, an old abandoned um, psychiatric hospital. We went into the one night looking after that. Yeah. Yeah, we had this, a couple times when we were living there, we'd, we'd get this whistle. Like, you'd be sitting watching TV and you get a, like, one of those. This, I, I, like a, a changing piss, uh, a changing pitch? Whistle or like a steady tone? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that. There you go. I could, I could just <laughs> barely just, hear I, it. Yeah, like a. Okay, okay. Almost like something trying to whistle to get your attention, like a. Like over here, you know, that yeah. one of those. Yeah. And that was that was in and around the same time we were doing those investigations. I don't know if it started specifically after one or not. Um, wasn't wasn't scary. It was just kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And yeah. that did that happen frequently? A couple times, handful of times. Yeah, handful of times. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so I I've, I've now un- interrupted your list. Oh, yeah. Um, trying to think if there's, I mean, other, other that I'm trying to think there's nothing major other than that we've had, um, like there's just certain areas around here that we drive through that are just weird, like weird vibes, energy. I don't know. Um, there's certain trails where we'll hike around here that are just kind of off. I don't know. Like that Oz feeling, you get that yeah, weirdness. Yeah. There's there's a certain area we drive through um, whenever I go visit my mom and I, I start having kind of panic attacks through this area. Hmm. And then like... Uh, I was having it and then my wife was like, you know, does you get like weird feelings in this area? And I was like, yeah, like I get panic attack feelings, like like stomach churning kind of feelings. And um, even my son mentioned it recently. He he said something along the lines of like, I don't like it here. Um, So like we've had stuff like that. Um, I had a. I don't know if this was anything or, um, but I did, I did go on a hike recently and I had a fun little synchronicity kind of happen and like, like weird time distortion. Um, I was hiking this one area and as I was hiking and I kind of stopped at this one spot, there's this lovely little stream coming through and I stopped. I was like, oh, this is really pretty. I'm going to hang out here. And then I, we'd had a, a fresh snowfall. So there was this giant rock with, you know, fresh snow. And I thought, hey, just draw a little happy face here. Um, so I drew a little happy face and then I kept hiking. And about 40 minutes later, I come across someone had done the same thing somewhere else, drew a happy <laughs> face. And I was like, that's fun. Um, and then I kind of, I got to a certain point where I couldn't see the trail anymore. So I kind of followed where I thought it was. And then I've, I got to a certain point where I was like, I know I'm getting near some cliff areas and I can't really see the trail. And I know there's a lot of like kind of hidden crevasses in this area. So I thought, yeah. okay, I'm just going to turn back because I can't really see where I'm going now. Right. And I walked back out of the trail and it, again, I know sometimes on the way in, it seems a bit long, but it's like, it seemed like it, it took me a really long time to get there and a really short time to get back out. Hmm. Um, and that, yeah, the smiley face thing is kind of weird. I don't think I've ever seen anyone draw a smiley face on the side of side of something like that. Um, (laughs) I guess it's probably not, it would be weird to me (laughs) if I saw, I'd be like, Oh, that's weird. I wouldn't think to do that. You know, I don't know. That's, uh, but yeah, the time dilation thing that definitely 
you know, especially in the woods can happen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was just a perception thing or not, yeah. but it was weird. And then the, the smiley thing, smiley face thing happened. I thought that was kind of funny, but at least it was a good uh, experience. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't too freaky, but, and then, um, I did mention too before about the Kundalini stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, so I've, I've gotten really into meditating and stuff and I had, um, I had, had like this this one meditation where I felt like this heat kind of shooting up my spine. Um, and as that's happening, I felt like I was like I was laying in my bed, but I also felt like I was slowly standing up. Mm-hmm. And, um, it freaked me out enough that I opened my eyes to make sure I was still in my body. Right. Um, and I opened my eyes and I was like, okay, I'm still laying. And then I closed my eyes and then it, it just kept happening. And I had the whole time I had like this weird, like tingling in the base of the spine and then kind of like this warmth kind of going up the spine. Um, but that's, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's Kundalini, but that I, it, it got me interested in Kundalini. And I, cause I had, I'd actually heard you talk about it on your show as well. Yeah. Um, shortly after that, and so I was like, well, I wonder if that's what was going on. It's very um, possible. I mean, that from what you described, none of that is that all of that is within the realm of, of being a Kundalini, uh, like it actually moving up your spine, yeah. in, including the out of body feeling. Yeah. And I've had a uh, since then, I've had a couple more out of body experiences like meditating. It just yeah. I don't I don't ever look back and see like I don't have like I know some people have the visual of actually actually leaving their body. It's always just a feeling for me. Yeah, um, yeah, that I'm 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 floating somewhere like I'm floating somewhere outside of my body, or I always get like the shifting feeling, like I'm kind of sliding out of my body, mm-hmm. or like the the bed's kind of like invert, like it's it's you know it's leaning a certain direction. Okay. Um, yeah, stuff like that. Um, like weird sensations, like I've I've had it, like feeling like someone's holding my hand. Oh. Um, not in a freaky way. Right, I actually right. felt it was a it was a comforting one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was actually shortly after I, I lost someone that I I loved very very dearly, and okay. so I, I don't know if it was them or not, but it was a very comforting feeling, and it, it felt like someone like it physically felt like there was a hand in mine. It was yeah super odd and not unheard of either after those type of things. So I mean, it seems it seems like you know people who, uh, who pass on do have some ability to make themselves known. You know, um, there's a lot of different ways to take it, but I mean, it it seems to me like those are almost certainly what they seem to be yeah yeah i mean i took it that way it didn't i didn't feel weirded out by it even though like i mean a random hand in yours when you're not expecting it (laughs) should be kind of um yes Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that 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 sounds like very very um, mild and not unpleasant Kundalini awakenings. Um, yeah. J- just activation of the energy, you know, not that as you said said off air, not a complete awakening or anything. But those those are rare um, and tend to really mess up your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure I want that. <laughs> <laughs> Because it just disrupts everything. Um, when this stuff was happening to me, it was very painful too. That was the other thing. Um, but you're doing it with meditation. I wasn't doing it with meditation. It just hit me and I had no paradigm for it. I had nothing. I was like 13 years old. Um, oh, wow. and so I just assumed there was something wrong with me because yeah. it, it's not something you can just ignore. It's not just, you know, like, oh, I'm just hallucinating this. No, it's, it's very real. <laughs> Yeah, that would be terrifying at 13. Yeah, especially when the culture has nothing that, you know, can help you with it. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that would be that would be bizarre. Yeah, this 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 kundalini type thing I happened was that happened was was pretty recent. Um I'm trying to think like it might have been it was last year. Um okay. thinking like late summer, early fall kind of thing. It was mm. it was pretty recent. Um, so who knows, maybe more, maybe more to come. <laughs> yeah. Well, quite possibly. It, so- it sounds like you're headed that way, hopefully in, in, in a good way, because I mean, it sounds like you, you're, it, it, you're waking it up slowly and that's what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah I don't want this thing spontaneous. <laughs> Maybe that's what's been possessing you, is your kundalini wanting to be woken up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> All will be revealed. Um, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, quick mid-show break here. Uh, contact info for the show. You can find everything at wheredotheroadgo.com. If you have a story you want to share for us as we collect stories for a listener's story show, stories at wheredotheroadgo.com. Uh, anything else can be sent to contact at wheredotheroadgo.com. And if you want to come on, if you're an author or something like that, a researcher, it's uh, booking at wheredotheroadgo.com. All of that, again, can be found on the website as well as also all of our social media links, uh, Discord, everything. Everything's there. And all the shows, all the way back to the beginning, 11 years worth of shows up there. Yeah, 11 years worth of shows. It's a lot of shows uh, that you get for free. And if you want extra content, you can uh, become a Patreon for only $3 a month. And you get extra content pretty much every week, sometimes more than once a week, and uh, some extra special stuff in there. If you're into heavier music, uh, check out my music show, thelastexit.org. It's, uh, it kind of has a metal heart, but it has a lot of metal-adjacent stuff around it as well. I like really eclectic, interesting stuff, and I seek out a lot of new and old stuff that you may not hear anywhere else. Uh, we also have like live, a live performance studio and all this other stuff. It's uh, If you're into that, I think you'll really enjoy the show. It's six and a half hours every week, and I've been doing it for a very, very long time now. All right, my recommendation this week. I'm going with a movie, a movie I only sort of forgot about and then decided I should probably go watch again. And I haven't actually gotten around to watching it again yet. But, uh, yeah, it's a movie from 2012 called Safety Not Guaranteed, and uh, it's on IMDb. It's listed as an adventure comedy drama, and it says three magazine employees head out on an assignment to interview a guy who placed a classified advertisement seeking a companion for time travel. And I thought this movie was just a ton of fun. It's not, I mean, it says adventure. It's not an action movie at all or anything like that. It's just a very quirky, fun movie. Uh, with some neat stuff going on. And uh, I feel people who listen to this show may appreciate it. So, Safety Not Guaranteed from 2012. Uh, cool movie to check out. All right, now back to our conversation on Where Did the Road Go? So you're listening to Where Did the Road Go? I'm here with Charlie from, uh, George, is it Georgian Bay? Georgian Bay. Georgian yeah. Bay, okay. Yeah. In, in, in Canada. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> when you said it initially, I was like, in Georgia? You know, and then, then you mentioned Ontario, and I'm like, nope, okay. <laughs> Wrong direction. Yeah, yeah, and I wondered that about the Facebook group, too, because it's Georgian Triangle. Um, yeah. So maybe there's there's some folks on there from Georgia like, this is this is not where I am. <laughs> <laughs> what? So you, so you said one particular event started started you down the path of making the Facebook page. What was that? It was it was that um, that situation at that house we were living. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, it was that whole experience. Um, just got me back into this stuff again. Um, and actually, I did I did forget one thing that happened pretty recently. Back to the kind of UFO 
sightings. And this was right on Georgian Bay. Um, so I drive along the bay every day to get to work. Um, and this one morning I'm driving in and I look off to the bay because it's a beautiful, beautiful view as you're driving. And there was a triangle craft coming out of the water. Um, Hmm. yeah, it was weird. It was, uh, like it was triangular and then it almost had like, like a tripod kind of like legs going down into the water. Um, and it was, it was like a, like a jet black kind of color. Um, but it looked it looks like it had a pattern on it of some sort, but I couldn't quite make it out. Again, I'm driving and I kind of, unfortunately, like I drove by it and then something, there was like a house that blocked my view. And by the time I could view that area again, there was, there was nothing there. Um, that, that was actually the most recent one I think I had. Um, that's going back maybe about a month or two. Um, and I, I always associate the triangles with like military craft. And I don't know that that's always the case, but I know we have stuff that's triangular, you know? So, but it doesn't mean that yeah. the phenomena is not mimicking it either. Yeah. And it was there and gone. And, and there is actually a military base about 15, 20 kilometers away from where I live. Mm, okay. So I know I, I, and that's, I, I try to be very discerning in, in my Facebook group when people are posting about, you know, lights in the sky and that sort of thing, because they do, or sounds even, they do, they do a lot of training and, and, and that there. So you get you hear the the tanks every so often. Ah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is a military base nearby. Um, so there there you know. was there was one nearby here, and I remember when I was a teenager when we first moved up here. Um, I'm here alone, and I'm just hearing like something upstairs just keeps banging and rattling, and I'm like, "What is that? It sounds like somebody's upstairs," and I'm freaking out. And I I call my next door neighbor, and they're like, "Oh, that's they're shooting off artillery at the base." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but funny, you, there's a you know, you know every so often somebody will move into this area and they're like, "What is this? Like, is somebody doing like shooting off fireworks? What's uh, going on?" Yeah. yeah, and it was just loud enough to rattle the windows upstairs, but not downstairs because the windows upstairs weren't as good. I guess I don't know. It was just it literally sounded like someone banging around upstairs, which could easily be mistaken for something you know paranormal if you go up there and there's nothing going on. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah, it's. It's hard to tell sometimes. And then yeah, the the I found the the interesting thing about that thing that I saw is I told someone else about you know, I saw I saw something weird um on the bay. I think I saw I think I saw a UFO and he's like, Oh, I've seen a UFO over the bay. Um and, and I was asking him where it was. It was oddly enough the exact same spot. He saw something different though. It was it was almost as if like it was he watched it form mm. like it looked like a cloud at first and then it formed into something more mechanical looking and then eventually just disappeared wow like all what was looking at it yeah in the in the same spot there that's interesting especially being in the same spot mm. and no one else saw what you saw not that i've heard no okay yeah like I've had, I've had again on that that Facebook page. I've had you know people seeing triangular light formations um, or like V shaped light formations. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's there was um, I did uh, I did a couple C E five meditations with a, a group here too. Oh, um, okay, be, be fun to try out. Um, 
and I had, so we had the, the, the one time we did it, we did have like a, a visual of, of a, it was a white light kind of, again, moving erratically, um, kind of shooting around really quickly. Um, and it was, it was actually interesting. The most interesting part about that CE5 meditation I found is that somebody brought, um, brought like an EMF detector or something and we're, as we were doing the meditation, it was spiking like crazy. And then as soon as we stopped the meditation, it stopped. Oh, that's um, cool. And we're in the middle of like a, we were on top of a, like a ski hill. Um, <laughs> so it was just, it was kind of interesting. And then, so that same night we had, it was probably maybe an hour after the meditation that we did, that we saw this light shooting around. And then um, I mentioned it on the Facebook page and this other guy was like, Oh, I, I saw something too that night, um, you know, and mentioned the time and I checked and I was like, yeah, no, that lines up. We saw the exact same thing, except he was maybe, you know, 80, 80 kilometers away where he saw it. Oh, but we were kind of describing where in the sky directionally it was. And it seemed like we saw the same, the same thing. He was describing it as just like, you know, it was kind of just shooting around back and forth, up and down. Um, it probably only lasted maybe five minutes or so, and then it was gone. That's a, that's a pretty decent amount of time, though. Yeah, I thought so, too. <laughs> I mean, most, I get, mo most of these events are very quick. Yeah, we watched it for a bit. Um, I don't know if my time estimation is right. Maybe it seemed longer because it was exciting. Um, <laughs> uh, or, 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 or it seemed shorter because it was exciting. Yeah, yeah, who knows? <laughs> um, so, so, like, how has how have your views of this stuff changed as you've as you've gone through these experiences? Yeah, good question. Um, I mean, I guess you know when I was younger and you know hearing my mom talk about this stuff. Um, at first, it was uh, something that that I was very fearful of, um, and and I definitely you know used to really heavily believe in the whole you know nuts and bolts UFO thing. Um, you know, ghosts are are just you know dead people come come back. Mm. Uh, you know, but but as time has gone on, like it's 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 hard to not wonder if there's more to it than that um, because it it just doesn't seem so simple. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. My views are, you know, I think, I think very similar to, to some of your own or, or, or Tim Renner's. I'm also, I was a huge fan of the Hellier documentary. Um, so okay. uh, Greg and Dana Newkirk and um, Tyler Strand, and they're kind of, their views on the phenomena um, are, are kind of, you know, similar to my own that I, I think there's a, a, a very human consciousness element to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't, if for, for a bit there recently, I was kind of feeling a little lost in it. Like, like, like almost kind of bummed out. Like, I don't like, like, like I, we're not going to get to know. Um, and that was kind of bumming me out. Uh <laughs> I'm very much a per like I just want the answer. Um, I'm not very, I'm not very patient. I'm not very good at waiting for things either. So it's, <laughs> I just want to know. Um, but I think I've, I've kind of resigned myself that there's fun in the in the wonder of it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I yeah I I have views and ideas that there's you know there's very much a a, a human consciousness element and whether we're co-creating these things or um, interpreting, you know, or if it is something other yeah 
Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I think it's all of the above, really. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes ghosts really are the spirits of dead people. Um, yeah. yeah. But other times it may be us creating a ghost because there's there's energy and activity and it's picking up our beliefs and manifesting that. And other times it might be a spirit of some sorts that's just like, I'll pretend to be whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, what do you want me to be? <laughs> if, if you'll talk to me, I'll I'll pretend. Yeah, that's um, kind of creepy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, what was I just gonna say? There was oh about about answers. Yeah, um, you know Tim Renner always say we're not gonna know the answers to this, and I I don't I think the problem is we're inside the machine, mm-hmm. so we can't really go outside of the machine except maybe when we die, um, and we're probably connected to that part of us that's outside of the machine at all times. Yeah. But we don't have a par- like a way of understanding it when we're here. So I think the best thing we can hope for is a better way to interact and communicate with it because it seems to want to communicate, you know? Yeah. Well, and I used to be a huge and, and I still am a huge fan of like the ghost hunting shows and stuff like that. Um, but I, 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 like, I love them and, and I, I understand maybe why they don't bring a human element in sometimes is that like, it's not quantifiable. So you've got like EMF detectors and you've got all these cameras and stuff like that. But I think, I think without that human element, like the, you know, somebody coming in and, and, and going off of feeling and, and what they're seeing, it's, I, I think you need both to yeah. really start to understand it um I, I feel like the mistake yeah. a lot of these ghost hunting shows make and, and people who are who are involved in those fields is that they want they want to prove to the skeptics that this stuff is real yeah and the skeptics don't care they either don't care or their minds are made up and you're yeah. not changing that and the problem is you know they'll get i've heard some really amazing evps i've seen tons of uh evidence of something weird but the problem is it doesn't prove ghosts yeah, yeah. Like, that's a possible explanation certainly uh but you know like evps i've 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 i'm now very much of the opinion that that evps are partially generated by us whether we're sort of channeling them or uh i mean some of them may be actually spirits imprinting on the tape but it could be that they're channeling it through us or we're actually putting it on the tape unconsciously without realizing realizing it akin to poltergeist activity yeah right um i've because i've noticed that people who get you know like when ghost hunters start they might get one or two evps but as they go and i and and i'm not necessarily talking about tv shows where they might fake some of the stuff i'm talking about people i've known they get better and better at getting evps so why would that be unless you're getting better and better at either translating it onto the tape for them you know like the spirits aren't necessarily getting better at it Unless you're going back to the same place over and over, there, that that doesn't make sense. But you might be getting better at imprinting it on there without realizing you're doing it. Yeah, true. Yeah, I really like. Um, I mean, the EVPs are cool, but I've 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 enjoyed watching folks use the uh, like the spirit box. Yeah. So and and I think there is a human channeling element to that. You're picking words out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that you're hearing fly by on this frequency. But I think that's a really neat tool where you're combining, um, you know, like like a, a physical device along with that human element. Yeah. Um, actually, I, I bought one myself recently and me and my wife were playing around with it. And again, I think she's much more intuitive and, and, you know, sensitive than myself. So we both took turns with it and she was getting all sorts of stuff. So, so we set it up where 
she was um, she was listening to the spirit box with headphones on um, and a blindfold. So, so and SD, I was the Estes method. Yeah, the, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We did that. And she was um, she was picking up on all sorts of stuff. We had a really great session when I was asking the questions and she was doing the answers. And then as soon as we switched, like I was getting nothing. <laughs> I, uh, I was like, this is this this is not working. And it's also making me feel really weird. Like, it. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's. The way it works, I mean, I'm assuming it's very possibly putting people into a trance state over time, yeah. especially if you're blindfolded with headphones on. True, yeah. So hence the weird feeling and also why people may pick stuff up. I mean, those the things people stuff, pick up may not even actually be there. It might be that they're in enough of a trance state that they're they're picking other stuff up and not realizing it's not coming from the radio. Yeah. Just picking up on the questions, even though you're not hearing them, yeah. we're in the room yeah. together, right? Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I do, I do like that method. I think there, it's, it's, it's neat to play around with. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I saw that on Hellier at first and I yeah. was like, oh, yeah. this is different. Okay. This, this, it, it, I don't know. It just added a little bit to it, you know, like a little, because, because you don't know what's being asked. You're not being biased in what you're, what you're hearing. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like you can bring the human element in with that unbiased. Um, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to separate us from everything else. Like everything's sort of interconnected anyway. Yeah. So I, and I think that the trance level of that too, of the, the constant, you know, is, is something that's, yeah, it can put you in a slightly altered state where you're going to pick more stuff up. Yeah. Well, that sound and the frequency, it's, it's probably very similar to the, the drumming people would normally use to get into trance yep. and you know, yeah yeah what uh what started you uh doing meditation uh honestly at first it was just a way to deal with my anxiety um and then it it became more of a, a spiritual thing over time um it was just originally to you know kind of get into my head out of my head into my body and then um you know i kind of i got bored of the the you know kind of body scans, mindfulness meditations. And I was like, well, what else is out there? And then, um, yeah, for me now, it's just kind of a way of, of going inward and, and, you know, I've, I've tried to do some trance stuff, um, with, with drumming and, and, um, I'm not a very good visual person. I can't, can't visualize things like it's, it's, it's weird to me to know that people can like close their eyes and see full visual images. I don't, right. I don't have that. But I, I can kind of achieve that with with meditation. Um, it's it's taken some practice, but I'm I'm starting to get there. Um, huh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, until recently, I don't think we people realize that not everyone can just visualize stuff easily. Yeah. Yeah. I can't I can't see pictures. It's really hard for me to see pictures in my in my brain. I have to be like in a really good, you know, I guess, trance to, yeah. to really get there. Um, well, yeah. I, I'm definitely interested to see how your if if you have any further Kundalini experiences, because um, I mean that that definitely I mean it's it, like I said the, what you described the warmth moving up the spine the sense of like the weird sense of it that's it it to me always feels like it's like I, I I'm fairly certain it's a part of me but it also feels like something else yes. Yeah. Like, cause I yeah, don't have, I mean, it's like having meeting someone in a dream, like, you know, it's probably coming from you, you know, especially if it's a, a very, you know, basic dream, but at the same time mm -hmm. you don't, you're not doing it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was just, I was meditating and, and it just started happening. Right. It was nothing I was trying to do. Um, which is funny cause I've tried, I've tried to do it since then. And, 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 you know, a couple of times I thought, Ooh, maybe it's starting to happen and then I get excited about it and then it stops. <laughs> <Yes>. So, 
<laughs> uh, I've I, when I was trying to do out of body experiences, that would happen to me all the time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, same thing. I've been I've been trying to to play around with that a little bit more, but it only happens when I'm not trying. <laughs> yeah, it would be like, so, oh wait, wait, I think I got it, and now I'm thinking too much about it. I lost it. Yeah, it's well, it's like lucid dreaming, right? Um, at least for me, every time I I. I lucid dream and I, it doesn't, it, it doesn't happen often, but you know, you, you realize, Oh, I'm dreaming. This is really cool. And then you get all excited and then you wake up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, sometimes I, I, I've been stuck in the, in cycles where I can't, like when you were describing before the false awakenings where I will have, I will get lucid and then I'll think I woke up and I'll like get up and start to do something and be like, wait, something's not right. And then I'll be like, I'm still asleep. And then I'll wake up yeah. again and it will keep repeating. Like the one, the one time, I don't know how many times I, I did this cycle, but I started looking at the clock and the clock would just be gibberish. Everything wow. else was normal. And I'd be, I look over at the clock and be like, no, still asleep. Okay. <laughs> How do I get out of this? <laughs> exactly. It's like, well, wake the hell up. <laughs> yeah. A couple of those false awakenings I had, they were, there were multiples. Yeah. Um, which is a creepy feeling. Like it's, it's weird when it happens the one time and then you wake up, but when it happens two or three times, uh, it's just like, am I actually awake this time? <laughs> yeah. Do I, do I bother yeah. doing anything? Should I go to work today or should I just wait around to wake up again? <laughs> Call into work. I, I'm not coming in because I'm not sure if I'm awake. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm guessing you'll find out very quickly that you're awake. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, where can people find the Facebook page? I mean, obviously on Facebook, but the, the is there a shortcut or anything for it? Um. I'm not great with social media okay. stuff. I, right. I guess if you just search Georgian Triangle Paranormal, it'll pop up. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, and then CL Steep on on Instagram. That's um, so I do I do um, write in my spare time. Not that I have a lot of spare time these days, but um, that's where that all that stuff and anything kind of related to the paranormal I'll post on there as well. Okay, and that that's spell your last name there. Oh yeah, uh, S as in Sam, T as in Tom, E I P as in Peter. And you said you're working on a novel? I am. Yes. Yes. I'm currently about four chapters in. Um, so I've, I've still got quite a bit to go. Um, <laughs> well, you yeah, started it. And so very that's much good. related to the paranormal and, and you know, these ideas of, of the human interaction with paranormal. So, yeah. Well, I look forward to eventually reading that. That, that sounds interesting. Thanks, man. Yeah. Are, are your well, experiences going to play a part of it? They might. They might. Yeah. I'm thinking they might to some degree. Okay. And you and that 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 lady that you both dreamed of you never saw after you moved out of that apartment. No, thank goodness not. No, <laughs> we um we did have a friend who who um opened up to us that she um you know was definitely very much a psychic medium uh, along those lines, and she kind of said she she dealt with her um mm. for us so. I don't know. There is there is a gentleman living there now that we know. Um, he's been living there since we moved out in 2018. And he so we used to tell him these stories. And he moved in there and we were like, oh, you know, you're moving into a haunted house. And he thought we were just nuts. Um, <laughs> and he did actually have um, an experience there himself. And he's you know, that's not his thing. So he, he did eventually tell us, yeah, 
that something happened. So maybe, you know, I, I don't think you're as crazy anymore as I, as I once did. <laughs> um, but yeah, thankfully never, never saw her again. We've had, you know, kind of weird waking up where we are now feeling like someone's watching you, but it's never anything. I mean, that, 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 that sounds very much connected to your wife though. Yeah. <laughs> she la- She's laughing. <laughs> It's your fault. <laughs> You're the haunted one. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. it's just a guardian spirit. Yeah, it could be. Or overprotective <laughs> guardian spirit. Who knows? <laughs> she says she does she does think she has one of those. Yeah. Um, and that could just, you know, like some people, this stuff happens around more than others, right? Um, it yeah. happened to me yeah. as a kid, and then it didn't happen to me again until I met her, so... Um, yeah. and, and it happened to you as a kid in liminal spaces. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and it sounds like the, the, you're going through puberty, actually quieted it down. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe kicked it back up again. Um, I'm going through, well, I've gone through a second puberty essentially. Um, I was, I was actually assigned uh, female at birth and have transitioned since then. And that's ah. just been over the past, past three years. So a liminal person? I yes. don't know. <laughs> oh no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and I was I was actually speculating with that a bit when I was talking to to Tim Renner about this. Um, because it did it did kind of seem to kick back up like that when we were living in that house, I was really battling with the idea of like like this this stuff was all kind of everything i had suppressed about myself was kind of coming up so when when all that was happening so. yeah that makes perfect sense um mm-hmm. because yeah i mean you, you don't get much more liminal than that i mean your sense of self being sort of in between yeah yeah so yeah second second puberty kicked it in for me <laughs> first puberty nothing <laughs> huh. yeah all right well we're out of time but I thank you for coming on and sharing this and, and, you know, definitely stay in touch. And I, and then I want to know uh, if anything new happens. I will. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. I, uh, I kind of had a little fanboy moment when you asked me. So this was, <laughs> this was pretty cool for me. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on. Yeah. I mean, we, like I said, we were talking on Instagram and I'm just like, no, you seem like you'd be an interesting guest. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Hopefully your <laughs> listeners think so too. <laughs> all right. I want to give a special shout out right here to all of my Patreons. It is because of you that this show is possible. I want to give a special shout out to those of you pledging $10 or more. Greg Ross, Illuminati, Madeleine J, Matt in Delaware, Allison Cook, Super Inframan, 36 Dingo, Andrew Nichols, Matthew Sproul, Midnight Review presents Christine, a blue second gen MR2 drifting around a Japanese mountain, Patricia Gaiaquinta, Alex Whitcomb, American Rambler, Andrew Maines, Andrew Malone, Anne Witowski, Barbara Fisher, Beverly Williamson, Big Boy Limina, Bright Rectangle, Charles Davis, Charles in Florida, Land of the Crazy Incommunicable, CJ, Craig Parmenter, Daniel, Diane B, MTK, Eric Citron, Eric Todd, History and Coffee, J, J Otto Bullet, Jack Huntington, James Lindsay, Jim and Sophie, John Mattingly, John Bracken, John Hooling, Carla Mahoney, Kevin, Kevin Shrek, Cool Kitty, Kristen L, Laser Printer Jam, Lauren McLean, Linda, Linz Jackson K, MJ Armstrong, Mark Brady, Mr. Weird, Oli Andre Olar, Paul Jeffries, Perry Peters, Philosopher of Mirrors, Riker and Stark, 
Ron Dupre, Sam Sharon, Schmooples, a devourer of mortal souls, Stacy Sherwood, Stevie Norman, Strange Stories with the Seeker and Skeptic Podcast, Tactical Therapist, Taylor Bell, The Esoteric Book Club Podcast, Thunderboy, Tyler Glimstead, Baroche K, Victoria, Vincent Trewell, Will Gebhard, Will Powell, Ren Collier, Annabelle Smith, Caroline Walker, TDT Skunkworks, Colin Karras, and Craig Sagastumi. Thank you all so very, very much for your support. All right, I hope everyone enjoyed that. Next week, uh, we're going to be talking about a book called God Star, which is the Saturn hypothesis that Saturn was once our original sun. And uh, I think it's going to be a lot more interesting than people realize so that's, that's what we're aiming for next week. Um, I want to welcome a few new patrons. Uh, Daniel, uh, Andrew Smith, who just upped his membership, Chad Andro, John Hewling, and Kali Reem. Thank you all for joining and being a part of this and supporting the show. And I'm going to take you out with a band called Das Brut. This is a power metal band from Rochester, it's actually most of the guys from the band Displacer doing a different project with one member different uh, from Displacer, but it sounds significantly different. Um, surprisingly, they're both sort of in the power metal vein, but uh, I think Displacer are a little more thrashy. This is like Dungeons and Dragons, 80s power metal, and uh, none of these guys were alive back then. Anyway, this is uh, they don't have anything actually physically available or uh, you know officially recorded yet, Aside from their performance at the end of the year on The Last Exit for the Lost, so that's what this comes from. You can watch that performance, see the whole thing at uh, thelastexit.org if you check out our YouTube performance channel. So if you do like it, go check them out. And uh, this is a song called Call of Thunder. I'll see you next time.
have been listening to Where Did the Road Go? This show is made possible in part from our Patreons, and we thank you and everyone listening for helping us continue this exploration of the strange. You can always find everything Where Did the Road Go related at www.wheredidtheroadgo.com. And thank you so much for your support. <laughs>